Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I am your host, Jake Spencer, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. What up? And with us this week is our longtime friend, Casey Roberts. Hello. Well, what's up? And this week, we watched the movie Serenity with Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Morena Bakarin, Adam Baldwin, Summer Glau, and many more. And it is with, um, it's kind of a continuation on the show, but as I said at the end of the last episode, we it still can work as a standalone movie. And uh, it's set in the future, and they're being chased by uh, this government called the Alliance because they have uh, essentially a... Um, a fugitive, which is a uh, human experiment, played by Summer. A fugitive is a person wanted by the law, Jake. I mean, they are, they are all <laughs> technically criminals because they're, you know, they're. A hospital is a building with patients and doctors, but that's not important right now. Are you just referencing other things right now while I'm trying <laughs> to, basically, just explain Sorry, the premise. Jake. <laughs> no, it's fine. Anyways, um. So as I said, you don't need to see the pre the, the the TV show that went for one season, but it definitely helps. But it's not necessarily um, half a season. The what's that? The half se- yeah the half season half show. a season yeah. And um, I first saw this movie probably two thousand seven or two thousand eight. So it was just a couple years after it uh, came out, and then I watched the TV show after that. And so I kind of went in the in the backwards motion. Uh, Ethan, uh, have you heard of this movie before? I had heard of the TV show. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I probably hadn't heard. If I did, it was like in passing. And mm. sci-fi TV shows aren't really my bag. So I just probably wasn't paying too much attention to yeah. it. And uh, Casey, I know you're familiar with this. Uh, what's your history with this show slash movie? Oh yeah, I'm a long time um Serenity Firefly fan, so uh I didn't watch it when it first came out. It's probably I was probably still in college, so it would have been, you know, two thousand eight or two thousand nine when I was getting into it. Um mm-hmm. may have been introduced to it by my friend Mark, I'm not sure. I don't quite remember, but I've seen the show a few times and it's one of my favorites uh movie as well. So that's my yeah. history. Cool. Well, glad you're able to join us on this. We're with, um, you know, you've, you've probably seen this more than I have. You know, this is yeah, probably- Ethan said, we're watching Serenity. And I said, oh, get me on that show. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I need an excuse to yeah. I watch the whole series and movie this week. So oh, I'm all nice. caught up. So you all have like the fresh, the 
fresh perspectives from all of it because I haven't seen the show in a few years. But I was just like, you know, this is a good movie. I should watch this. And anyways, um, is there anything that we should know before getting into the movie or um, from the TV show? Like anything that will directly translate in? I mean, it's saying like it takes place after the finale of the of the last one, but I don't really. Um, yeah, I mean the the show, like I said, it it was half a season. They canceled it. Um, in the middle of the season, there were fourteen episodes, so it kind of ends on a. It's not really a finale episode. It's just an episode. Yeah. Um, but they they do a pretty good job, I think, of uh, making the movie standalone. Especially, mm-hmm. um, you obviously don't get a lot of the the background on the crew and everything, but, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll be interjecting funny little tidbits from the show as we talk about the movie. So, yeah. Cause you don't really get the, the depth of, or the feeling when Shepard gets killed, if you didn't watch the show and, Oh yeah. That's what, that was one thing that I was going to, I would say the levity of this movie is a lot different when you haven't seen the TV show, because I don't, don't know any of these people really so that dude they're having this real big climactic i'm a leaf in the wind thing and then he just gets fucking stabbed in the chest (laughs) and everyone's like oh my god and i'm just like oh no uh what was his uh, he was the pirate the pirate and steve the pirate from dodgeball (laughs) steve the pirate no (laughs) what's his face from a knight's tale yeah (laughs) and uh but yeah and so i i kind of talk about that and like you know and a little bit later but that's just one of those things that you know there isn't as much character development that you get in the movie but you know there's still enough to where you can kind of get their relationship points a little bit yeah this movie was 100 percent made for the fans like they probably had plans for obviously more episodes that got canceled so you know this is this movie felt like something that was made to kind of be like, you know, it's a bummer we got canceled, but here's this movie type of thing. Yeah. So when I not having any background with the movie or with the TV show, um, I didn't really know anybody yeah. uh, in the movie. Overall, though, I, I mean, I know the answer for Casey and I, but did you like this one? Yeah, it was okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, I figure it's just a just an easy, you know space western to sit back and watch you know and all that so and we're gonna get straight into our questions and categories so what was was it what you were expecting ethan yeah i had known enough about the tv show from like casey pretty much casey talking about it to like me and matt and jacob that I kind of had an idea of what to expect going into the movie. Like, uh, I knew that Steve the Pirate was in uh, it. I knew that Morena Backrin was in it because Casey always says whenever we talked about Deadpool, Casey was like, oh, yeah, I know her as Morena Backrin from Yeah, Firefly. this is actually my first thing that I saw her in as well. Yeah. So, like, I knew of people. I feel like I've seen... The girl that plays the weapon lady in some other things. She's um, in uh, Knights of Badassdom with uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other big one that I think we've watched it. Yeah. Oh, Hilarious yeah. You're movie. telling me to watch that. 
remember that. That's a pretty good one. And um, uh, all right, we'll just get right into the um, like parts you didn't like or you know dislikes or problems with you know the film. And uh, I'll let I'll let Casey start with it if you have anything from that. Um, dislikes or problems? The only one thing I didn't like about uh the film um was the the tone's a little different from the show uh yeah so if you've never seen the show you probably you don't pick up on this at all but the the tone of the movie is very serious and uh you know it has its light moments and its humor still but it's very much a action sci-fi movie whereas the show is kind of Mm -hmm. more of a um like it's about the characters and the family on the ship and it's a lot more lighthearted, even though there are things that happen that are very serious in the in the show as well but the overall tone is just um even like with the the photography and the lighting and everything is much more dramatic and um intense than the the movie which is a little warmer or than the show which is a little warmer yeah so it's not necessarily a bad thing but i kind of miss some of the the fun character interactions from the tv show that didn't quite couldn't really fit into the movie if i'm being honest yeah yeah, and with that, I, f- I really thought, like, the first, I don't know, you come into the first part of the movie, and they're, I don't remember what they're doing. They're, they're messing with to, Summer Glau to get in, the, that, in the chair and yeah, they're, torturing her. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Nate Fillion? Yeah, Nathan Fillion. He's like, he's, like, doing, like, Han Solo zingers, and I really felt like, oh, this is going to be kind of like a funny like comedy drama space movie and then it got really serious <laughs> really quick yeah. like it went from it went from him like one line in little zingers and then to him like five minutes later shooting a guy to save him from being chewed up by space zombies yeah. like <laughs> pretty quick so um i can see what casey's talking about that makes yeah, sense <laughs> his character definitely toes that line but it's a, like he said it's a little more lighthearted in the in the the show rather than the film uh, did you have a a dislike, uh, Ethan? Um, my big one was at first it kind of it kind of irons itself out as the movie goes on, but the size of the ship internally versus like the external shots of the ship, it really felt like the battle tram in the Aquabats. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> like, it's, it's way a, bigger. It's on like the a inside. big long van, and then the heat, like the inside, is like a giant, like <laughs> unending vehicle. <laughs> that I mean, you know, it just felt like. You know, because it shows it flying by, you know, the, the title, the words of the movie end up, they zoom out and it's the ship, which was a cool shot, yeah. cool idea using the title card and then it's the ship. And it's like this, you know, it's a big ship, but it's like this pretty easily, you know, like streamlined looking ship. And then the more he walks around it and I'm like, Jesus. Well, it's actually <laughs> a pretty like convoluted layout. Um the, the main room, like that cargo room, is the the bulk of the ship. So, um, I could see how you could get kind of turned around, but it really <laughs> is pretty tiny inside in terms of like their yeah, bedrooms and just, other things. It just that's that's the first thing I thought about is like when the when the Aquabats the run up, into yeah. the battle trap, and it's just this huge. They have their science lab and like their their meeting headquarters, and then where they ride in the truck, and then where they sleep, it's just this huge van. <laughs> but on the outside, it's not that big. <laughs> Yeah, my first one was uh, in the future, laser grids still take forever to turn on. Like, oh, yeah, going up the elevator. I noticed that too. Yeah, when Simon they're just is... like it's like chunk, chunk, yeah. chunk, and I'm like, well, they're they're gonna try to run away from this <laughs> thing, but it's like when um, 
there's a movie where some guys like it might be Austin Powers, but he's gonna like he's gonna run someone over with like a steamroller, but it's very slow. And there's a guy just trying to crawl away on the ground screaming. I don't remember what movie that is. It's uh, but it felt a lot like that. Like he's threatening this guy from the top. Like you're about you're going to die today, but he's like sixty feet away from him in this steamroller that's going like a half a mile oh, an yeah. hour. <laughs> Casey, you got any other things uh, that you can kind of point out about just like things you didn't like Problems. about it? We, we, I have um, like four. Yeah. My, my one other thing is just my thing with most movies in general is uh, space flight. Is, um, you don't see it too much in this because a lot of the times they're in atmosphere anyway, but space spaceships don't fly the same in space as they do in atmosphere. Um, yeah. And about the only thing I've seen get it right is uh, – the Expanse series, Star Wars, oh, yeah. which is on TV right now. No, Star Wars <laughs> is one of the worst. Um, <laughs> you know, they're like flying, like Armageddon, Star Wars. I mean, they're always like flying and they pull back on the stick and their ship, like, they're, you know, banks up like it does. But in space, it's yeah. all rotation and attitude thrusters and they're all in orbit constantly. So, and then like on this, this one, like, it happens in the show too. But anytime they get like contacted by another ship, they like, Oh, we suddenly get a calm, and then they're like, the ship is five, you know, five feet outside their window <laughs> when they first contact them. Like they would be contacting them from hundreds of miles away. But anyway, yeah, it's it's just stuff in real life that doesn't matter in movies, but it bothers me. Yeah, on this show we call them just like like nitpicks things. Yeah, that... that's pretty much their art dislike or just little nitpicks or. Even yeah. uh, like maybe some slight inconsistencies in, in story. Um, I had one other one, and this was I don't know if this was a TV show thing, but like I guess my subtitles kept saying speaking in Chinese. Are they speaking in Chinese? Yeah. Yes. So does that like a TV show? Why is Chinese like the space lingo, like space language? It's just because they, like going they develop like all the technology and stuff. So it's, you know, that coming together of cultures. Um, okay. China, in the show, they do it a lot more and it's a lot more confusing because you never understand what they're saying. But it's usually ex- expletives or, you know, they you get the tone of what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like that guy kept saying like Grom Mammoth or something. Oh, well, <laughs> well. They they say Gorlami. Goram instead of saying you know goddamn. That's not Chinese. Yeah, the GD. Yeah, GD. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was hilarious throughout the movie. I'm like, <laughs> uh, for my next one, I wrote some of the southern draws from like Jane or Kaylee. Even in like the show, they seemed like a little a little too cheesy and fake. And I was just like, they're trying a little bit too hard to get those to get that southern twang going. Just like trying to sound like they speak simple talk. And then just they're from they're from space Georgia. <laughs> space Georgia. I know. I just saw. Well, not every single line, but sometimes it was just like, eh, probably could have done a, a better take where it sounded a little bit more believable. But you know, like I said, just a small nitpick. Yeah, I didn't have anything else. Okay, I'll just go through mine real quick. I said, I guess there's a small downside to not seeing the show. Didn't get to see all the character development, as I said before, and their relationships. Like example, like Simon and Kaylee. You know, without seeing the show, you just come into it like, oh, they kind of have a previous will they, won't they kind of a thing. But, you know. And then, obviously, um, Mal's relationship with Inara 
and kind of how he how they are with uh, Shepard and all that. So there's just a lot of little background stuff that you didn't get to see. And then my last one isn't really have anything to do with the movie. It's just me. It's like even though I've seen this more than once, them floating right through that reaver space is pretty just like intense. I'm just like, come on, don't get caught. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I just do, I don't I don't like the reavers, but they're good villain type yeah another nitpick um in space you would never be within miles of anything else craft or you know they don't have to fly through if if the if that river ring is that big all the way around the planet yeah. then there's just billions and billions and billions of ships so anyway yeah i also space nitpick kind of on that couldn't they have just kind of flown like downwards, gotten way out of the way? Nope, that's orbital mechanics at work. It takes <laughs> so much delta v to go um, to change your orbit like that. I'm serious. <laughs> Casey, yeah, Casey is he plays Kerbal and he knows. That's all why I like when you see like galaxies and stuff. 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 They're always spinning, but they're always yeah. flat. Like they don't have a, a spherical because the gravity, the way the orbits work. Um, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I did not know that. So, this is like yeah. when. This is like we brought Jeff on the Midsummer episode to explain psychedelic drugs to us, <laughs> yes. and you're on here to exp- explain space. I can talk about <laughs> orbital mechanics for 20 minutes if you want me to. <laughs> well, I'm glad I asked that question. That actually answered it, so thank you for that. Um, and we're going to get into likes. You know, I'll start. I, I thought that uh, I'm going to butcher his name horribly, but she would tell io4 the guy who played the operative i thought he was great in this film he was really good as just a kind of a a menacing yet calmly menacing presence at least throughout like the first half until he gets mad at the end and like the way he kills like the doctor i'm just like i thought that was kind of cool yeah and um i'm gonna skip over my first one because my second favorite part was about him he reminds i don't know if you've ever seen the movie equilibrium with uh, is that Christian Bale? Uh, I don't think so. Um, but they're Christian Bale and the guy that gets blown up in the first part of GoldenEye ends up being the bad guy at the end. They're these things called clerics. They live so society is like this. It's been feeling. They take these shots every day, and it gets rid of all feelings, like uh, emotional feelings. So there's no war, no anger or anything like that it's just an emotionless world Miranda. um and christian bale and these people play these guys called clerics and they're like these assassins that go out into the outside of the walls of these of these emotionless uh cities um that are walled off from the, the old world and they go out and they look for what's called sense offenders which is funny um and they they kill them mm. <laughs> um but they the 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 operative guy in this movie really reminded me of them in Equilibrium, which is a great movie. Gotcha. Yeah, I liked I liked his work in this. Did really well. They also use the samurai swords in Equilibrium, which is oh, pretty yeah. cool. The katana is what this guy does. Casey, you got. But um, my very first one was just Nate Fillon saying "Sphincter of Hell" <laughs> or. I liked that. He had a I lot of good lines. Casey, you got one? Uh, likes? Like just a general like favorite yeah. part? The, yeah, the dialogue's very good. Um, 
which they did uh, kind of carry that. I guess that's kind of a Josh, we- Josh, Josh, Josh Whedon, uh, Josh Whedon thing. Um, the funny little one line zingers from people. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie is actually, um, I always call it the opening sequence, but it's right after the opening sequence, after the title where you first get introduced to the crew on the ship and it's all one continuous shot for like six minutes. Uh Um, and I work in film, um, and television a little bit. So that's, that's, uh, always fun for me to watch something like that. That takes a lot of, uh, planning to do and many takes i'm sure but it comes out yeah not something easy to pull off yeah and it's really cool because it's uh you know they're showing you the entire crew of the ship and the whole ship well not the whole ship but most of it all in the one shot so it's kind of a a good way to draw you in and kind of ground you and say okay here are all the characters in this ship and here's you know because you haven't seen the ship before then if you haven't seen the show so that's a good good way to start it off and that's one of my favorite things sometimes i just watch that sequence you want me to throw in a little movie. bit of that for you? It is sure. two different shots, though. Yeah, I th- yeah, they cut it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, they cut in the middle with a, uh, a CGI plate wipe, but that's, I mean, they, yeah. Anyways, yeah, but it's still a nice looking shot. I really yeah. like that as well. Such a such a dick. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin this perfect thing for you. You want me to no, ruin I, this I knew that perfect thing that you? I yeah, knew he you probably already knew that. that you, you want me to ruin this perfect thing that you were just gushing about for the last two minutes? It's not. It's fake. It's split in two. The uh, the end product is still still the same. Yeah. 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 It still looks great. Um, I I mean, aside from the cast, I thought it was just so good. I just I mean, I love all the characters. And, uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen them all in a bunch of different stuff. You know, Nathan Fillion's been he's I love his character in Community as like the head custodian. You know, Alan Tudyk is great in everything he does. You know, Adam Baldwin. Next to you, seen him in quite a few things. Also, not related to the Baldwin brothers. Just gonna say, just dude. A, so that's that's towing a dangerous line. You either got super liberal, what's his face that did the Trump impression, or like the really radical right wing yeah, brothers, the other two brothers. He is not related to that family. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made sure to make. Um, it. I said, Nate Fillion. I just knew I'd seen this dude before, and it wasn't Community, because I, I did read that. I knew I'd seen him before in something, and it was just bothering me and bothering me. And then when he was doing that scene where the one guy, the guy in the port, he's talking to him that's been killed by the Alliance, or he's dying. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, he's like kind of crying, and it's a real emotional scene. It came to me, just it just clicked in my brain he is the first private ryan that they come across in saving private ryan yeah uh they he's menace he's from minnesota so he doesn't end up being matt damon's character um but that's he was the first he was the the fake private ryan Ah. and he's i mean in that little little section of that movie he's very good and convincing he's uh, it's very like a heavy emotional scene because he's told his brothers are dead and then they he figures out or he finds out that they were killed in combat but he's like my brothers are just in grammar school <laughs> so they're at home <laughs> so um, but yeah he's in Saving Private Ryan which is a great movie good Casey, I like uh, yeah I really like the pacing of the movie um, yeah. it's just perfect uh, at, at least in terms of um, what I'm looking for um Cause like most movies, uh, you know, I'll sit down and watch it and I'll, even if I'm really into the movie, I'll still be 
pulling out my phone and in slow scenes or if it's a annoying chase scene that I don't care about, I'll pull out my phone and get on Reddit or whatever. But um, this movie, like every time I watch it, I notice that I've never looked at my phone like the whole time. I just watched a movie and it's always giving me something new and it's always keeping me engaged. Uh, that's and that's good one of my favorite things about it. It's snappy. It's good. It's snappy. <laughs> it's a sign of a good movie. That thing you do. Yep. <laughs> Reavers. Really liked them. Space Zombies, 100% on board with that. Super cool. It was a nice little horror element. You're getting flashes oh, of yeah. these dudes just right, You gotta watch people. the show then. Sick, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch the it's show. It's pretty it's good. Sick. The show it's a little on the doesn't quite hold side, up. But yeah, it's still good. it doesn't quite hold up. It's got some questionable editing and shots yeah. and stuff that just yeah, I mean, that's low okay. quality, low I budget. I go over but... to uh, I go over to when I go over to my mom's in Greg's house. Greg loves like uh stargate oh, atlantis like and those and those styles of shows so i would imagine it's pretty similar to that i don't and i don't mind watching those yeah uh even uh so speaking of stargate the the engine tech kaylee so jewel state was uh, was in a stargate um series so just yeah anyways just a side note um for my next like, I just Summer Glau did a great job in this movie. Like from good little lines to kicking all the ass. Uh, so like the first one I wrote down was like the after that whole first chase scene from the Reavers at the beginning. She's like, I swallowed a bug. You know, a good line to break the tension. And then all the little side eye looks she gives to people, like when I can't remember her brother said something and she's like, gives him a weird look. Like, what are you? What you crazy? I love it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I wrote that the scene of her destroying all those reavers at the end was cool. I could have I could have handled just a little bit more watching that. Um, I understand probably yeah. why they didn't. She's but. a uh, she was a dancer before she was an actress, I believe, like a professional ballerina yeah. or whatever. So fun fact about that: dancers actually do really well in fight scenes because fight choreography is a lot about beats and timing. So dancers do really well. That's why like Chris Evans was able to do that, like that elevator fight scene in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Like the all the mm-hmm. stuntmen were like, "Yeah, Chris did really well because you know he has a lot of dance experience, so he was able to hit those beats perfectly." So you know, like dancers moving into like a, a highly choreographed scene can do it really well. So. And that's why Jake has enrolled himself in ballet well, classes have, on have, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a little bit of dance experience, but I know. Yeah, you can shuffle, yeah, dude. dude. You know, and there ain't no Shuffle shame. Chris Farley did ballet and stuff, bro. Yeah, no, there's ballet's cool. Uh, you think you got another one? No, I'm. I I mean, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys take. Okay, the well, I I mean, I liked a lot of the lines that uh, Nathan Fillion had too, like the when they when you know this scene specifically, they're talking about um the broadcast from Anara. He's just like, y'all were watching, and then she's like, yeah. He's like, did you see his fight? No. He's like, trap. <laughs> yeah. Because if you watch the show, the show, they kind of argue quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, and you were able to draw that as a conclusion from that scene if you haven't seen the show. Uh, and then also when they go to kind of pick her up, he, uh, he's in that. He's like, dear Buddha, I want a unicorn. <laughs> I like, I laughed really hard at that scene. Casey, you got any? Um, yeah, I really like, uh, one of the things that makes the characters interesting is, um, they're not really one dimensional tropes. Uh, yes. they are, 
on the surface um you know jane is the the classic carry a big gun and talk stupid guy but um he also has his moments where he's very intuitive and um leadership qualities almost but also not so they all have their own uh things where they fit the fit the character and fit the you know the the classic whatever uh stereotype to drive the show or whatever but they also have things that fly in the face of that that kind of took you by surprise um yeah yeah so that's that's sort of like you know normally a character like jane i would hate like you're supposed to kind of not like him very much but um he also has his moments that make you make him actually one of my favorite characters in the show especially yeah he had a lot of character development through the show from what i remember yeah which is good um i wrote down clever of them to disguise their ship the way reavers do despite how his crew feels about it i'm just like dang that's very smart i wonder where they got all the red paint because it was he was like red paint we're gonna need lots of red paint and that's a lot of red paint for that whole ship yeah i like how well they specifically like we're gonna need a lot of red paint and the camera pushes in on him like (laughs) like they're about to yeah cue uh um montage montage of them red paint on the ship or something like that gonna need a montage (laughs) i think it was uh i think haven was a mining uh area so they probably had a lot of you know that classic rustoleum red paint or whatever yeah (laughs) just a spray they don't need it they don't need it anymore (laughs) yeah dude all got brutally murdered they don't need it dead people uh i thought the mr universe character was always cool especially with yeah a little final message he recorded in his uh sex doll yeah man that was weird (laughs) um feel like he's probably space queuing on if it's made today (laughs) dude he, just they predicted the future the with that guy. Don't <laughs> uh, yeah, ruin this for me. They made this film in 2005 <laughs> of this, you know, guy who just has all the screens, and then just like you know, a just the Serenity, the Serenity crew likes to harvest reavers for their endocrine or whatever. No, but then you know, the the guy who you know has really you know doesn't really care much for you know human interaction and stuff. So his uh, soulmate is a a robotic you know sex doll that he married <laughs> it's just yeah. like we're probably gonna see that coming up i mean i think we've already oh, yeah. seen some signs of that like where the guys like married their silicone dolls yeah dude love is love <laughs> i didn't say anything negative about it <laughs> <laughs> um i wrote the final fight from both mal and river are just badass like where she's just fighting all the reavers and he's fighting the assassin and then he tries to do his like he like you know jams his hand in that Nerve. spot to like stun him and make him fall on the sword or something hit his g spot you said that not me <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that was hilarious i thought it was just a great scene it's just like oh yep there's shrapnel there and uh took it out took that nerve ending out that fried my g spot years oh my ago gosh. <laughs> oh, Casey, you got any more? Yeah, there was a uh, one moment when uh, Mal was talking to Nara near near the middle of the end um, when he's she says something like, "I don't know which version of you I'm going to get," uh, and he says, "Well, if I'm going to war, it's going to be a version you've never seen." Um, yeah. kind of comes back to something that happened in the show where uh, Nara was talking to someone else about Mal, 
um, before you before either of them had, you know, admitted on the show that they had feelings for each other. Um, and she said that she um, liked Mal because um, he's mysterious and he, uh, when so few other men are, um, she's a yeah. companion, so she's a professional prostitute. Um, so it's always funny how they... She's that in Deadpool, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, she's just a <laughs> stripper in there, I think. Well, no, she's a prostitute. Oh, okay, yeah. Getting my Deadpools mixed up. I watched both of them recently. Um, me too. Yeah, so that's a uh, that was that kind of stuck out to me. Um, because again, like the tone of the movie is different, and Mal is almost a different person in this movie than he is in in the show. Even yeah. though he's still still the same, driven to protect his crew and things like that, but he's very much at war in this movie. Yeah, he's way more intense and all that. My last one was um, in like the the final section of the movie, where they're fixing up the ship and all that, getting ready to go, and then uh, Kaylee and Simon are you know in the engine room about to you know get it on, and then you just see Rivers' head just kind of poke through yeah. the roof. I said, "Come on, man, <laughs> you can't do that." I forgot <laughs> that that had happened in the movie. I had to pause it because I laughed for like two minutes about that because I just I totally forgot. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that is so funny." She doesn't have an amygdala. <laughs> you find out in the in the show she does. They took out her amygdala, yeah. so she okay. she can't uh, like she can't push back what she's feeling or thinking or whatever. So she's just always in the moment. Yeah, yeah, and that's hilarious. So do we got any other parts that we, you know, thought were cool? I mean, I definitely thought the uh, Miranda planet was super interesting. You know, the fact that they tried to make a planet with, you know, no sin and no war. And the people just... Yeah, and that's uh, that's another parallel with that Equilibrium yeah. movie. Um, because it's, it's that except they succeeded. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, so... Yeah, so they the the society that is civil that everyone lives in is they've erased f- emotions. Mm-hmm. Um so there's no war, there's no like even there's no love or anything like that and it's uh it's just a what would happen if that was a real thing. So there was a lot of parallels with some themes in this movie to that movie that I was noticing. And they were made around the same time, so. Yeah, and I just thought it was really cool. It's just, you know, they they figured out, they're just like, what? All these people just decided to just stop living. I just thought that was interesting. Like, there were even some people that were so preserved, like the guy laying on the ground hadn't really decayed at all or really that much. Yeah, they were hermetically sealed in that room. The smell, if if somebody opened the door took the fight out of the people yeah yeah even the fight to live and all that so so that's why we need a little bit of a contention and whatnot that's why we need to drop bombs that's on not right, what Jake? i said right that's not what i said and that's not what i mean don't <laughs> don't put that yeah <laughs> anyways um let's see move on would you recommend this to a friend well Ethan would you yeah 
since this was my experience with it, I would probably recommend watching the TV show first just to gain a little bit more levity. So it feels at the end when everything is kind of culminating and peaking and all these things are happening, you have a little bit more invested into the characters. I just didn't know them well enough to care very uh-huh. much at the end of the movie. Um, but I mean, it's yeah, it was fun action movie. A lot of cool space stuff. Cool. And, you know, I recommend it to a friend. Casey, I'm sure you would too, right? Yeah, same with Ethan. I wouldn't recommend just watching the movie um, unless you're really unsure about the premise of the show or whatever. But, yeah, because the the TV show is a little, um, I wouldn't say difficult to get into, but it's not as, it's much easier to just sit down and watch the movie. Yeah. And also the the all the effects and stuff are a little bit better on the on the film than the show yeah. for the most part but i mean the show didn't have the the biggest budget and uh doesn't hold up in 2021 i mean yeah the uh animation with the like the like the stuff flying in yeah. space um and like the cityscapes and things on the planets for the CGI at the time, it really looks still pretty good. It doesn't look like, because that's what's part of the problem with like, which is what probably the TV show ran into the same stuff with like the Stargate shows and things. You're like getting like 2001 video game cutscene spaceships that are just blitz yeah. flying through the stuff. They just look like goopy clay flying through a computer system. As to where this, everything looked pretty good still. Yeah. Um, you know, we are, you know, rapidly flying towards probably having to leave the Earth for some reason. So this style of movie where we exploring the frontiers of space and there being space zombies and stuff, you know, relevant today's society. Yeah. What, what was that other show, Casey, about like, you know, just a bunch of different species space in space? Space zombies? No, 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 no. It's um, Babylon Five. It's another one kind of like this. It's a little, a little more low budget, a little lesser known, but that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, never watched it. Okay, it's definitely kind of like that where five. you know they leave the Earth and stuff, and there's just a conglomerate. Of, you know, it's just another one of those. Yeah. Another one of those shows with a bunch of different, you know, varying types of alien species that all live together, you know, and stuff. And then there's like, whatnot. There was one really kind of. Low budget, not really well known one called Star Trek. I was going to make a joke about Star really, Wars, but you went Star Trek. <laughs> people really talk about on TV. That's kind of a niche, a niche crowd of people really love Star yeah. Trek. Um, the Orville is another good space odyssey show with, uh, by Seth MacFarlane. It's really good. I highly recommend that. I would, while we're plugging sci-fi shows, um, yeah. I would say The, the Expanse is currently... I think it's a i think they just released their fifth season a few months ago but it's a i was talking about it earlier when i was talking about space flight and they they get space flight right in terms of how it would actually work and they haven't pushed beyond our solar system yet they're i think the year 23 2400 somewhere around there um the main thing that's happened technologically wise is they've basically made an infinite fuel thing so they can just you know, travel through our solar system quickly, more nice. quickly. It still takes them months to get anywhere, but that show is really good. Um, there's not any weird, well, I shouldn't say there's not any weird aliens or anything. Um, 
because it's you know only halfway through it's like going to be nine books but anyway that show is really great if you're into sci-fi you're craving some more uh space flight and crazy crew antics and things like that yeah and me me being a proponent and you know ejection point for horror movies if you like space, space horror movies about uh about space things there is this one called event horizon i think it's larry fishburn and sam o'neill is in it where this ship called the event horizon goes through a they send it through a black hole also called an event horizon yeah and then it comes Uh. back turns out that the ship went to hell (laughs) interesting and came back so pretty good little space movie anyways back to the regular topics um, what about its rewatchability? Oh, I've probably seen it uh, five or six times. Yeah, I probably won't rewatch it, but I'm going to try to watch the TV okay. show. Well, that's cool that this, you know, kind of it kept it got you interested enough in this kind of in this universe to even consider watching the TV show. That's really cool. Yeah, I I mean, I've watched this I think 3 4 times maybe. I don't remember. And, uh, yeah, this definitely was the same for me. Like, I saw this first, and it led me straight into the show and all that. So, And I guess we can get into some fun facts. Ethan, you got any? Yes. Um, Josh Whedon said in his DVD commentary that uh, Nate Fillion, Summer Glau, and some other people performed their own stunts. Like you said earlier, Glau was a trained dancer. Uh, her skills translated to Rivers' two fight scenes. Also, the second fight, the cameraman, who was also a dancer, moved through the gaps and around the combatants to achieve the movie's dynamic camera yeah, angles. Yeah, the camera work was really That's kind of cool. It's pretty yeah, cool. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I had one. Uh, yeah, like Summer Glow trained intensely with the fight choreographers for three months before principal photography began. So, you know, they didn't, didn't have to use a really... Like in Bloodsport when they tied uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme up to those uh, bamboo <laughs> things. Him... She's just getting pulled apart <laughs> by those bamboo things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Didn't think you would reference Bloodsport in this one. <laughs> <laughs> She's just in with Mr. Miyagi trying to grab a fly out of the air with chopsticks. <laughs> what are you doing? Training intensely for the fight scenes and Serenity coming up. Uh, Casey, do you have any fun facts? You had a you had a book over there. Oh yeah, I've got the. I don't remember what happens in it. It's a comic book. So they oh, they're not making yeah they're not making any more um, movies or TV shows. Um, as far as I know, there's you know people on Reddit always ask for an animated series because um, well Ron Glass is dead. The guy that played Shepard Book. I guess yeah. he's dead in the movie as well, so he wouldn't come back anyway. But, um, yeah, so they continued it on in comic books, um, which is kind of cool. So I've got I've got the first one, and then oh, cool. I've read I've read one of the other ones, um, which is the background of um, Shepherd Book, and I don't know, I don't remember how much they talk about it in the movie, uh, but it in the TV show he's a you know a pastor character, um, mm-hmm. but every time they get into a situation with like a gunfight or criminal doing he always has some kind of insider knowledge that they they look at him and they say like someday you're gonna have to tell us how a 
a pastor knows so much about crime or, you know, shooting people or things <laughs> like that. I remember that line. So, yeah, he has a comic book um, that goes into his past, and he was like a a mole for the independence that was high-ranking alliance. Um, he worked his way up and then had some disaster, and so that's how he became, uh, you know, an outcast or whatever and eventually became a pastor or a shepherd, what they call him in the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the comics are cool. They're interesting. Um, they kind of continue the continue the story. I also saw that some production companies started to try to make a game, an online game called Firefly Online. But the last thing they posted about it was back in 2016. So who knows where that goes? Yeah. And then, Supposedly they're uh, still working on it, but. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, the DVDs of Firefly and Serenity were flown to the International Space Station by astronaut Steven Swanson on board the shuttle Atlantis during the June 2000 STS-117 mission. Nice. And that's all. Alrighty, I have. and there are no other castings just because the castings went straight from the TV show to this. And uh So that's going to do it for us. Where can we be found? Um on for our show, any place that podcasts are streamed. And then if you enjoy the podcast, Please give us a five-star iTunes review. You can leave a little comment on there for us. Can't stop the signal. Can't stop the signal. And then, and then uh, on social media, we are seen as have you on Twitter and then HYST Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I am Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E and Tyler on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at J-A-E-K Spencer on Twitter. Casey, you, are you, do you want to plug any of your socials? You can, do, you can plug your socials. I would plug my socials, a, but they're uh, private, so you won't be able to follow me anyway. Fair enough. So, there we go. Yeah. I'm a, go, I'm a ghost in the out? wind. <laughs> yeah, so next week, since I talked about it so much this episode, we'll just watch Equilibrium. That sounds good to me. It's a good one. And other than that... I'm Ethan Wilson here to tell you to stay safe and wear masks and stuff. Be courteous. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 